0: 102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is The Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. On Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week, you can follow me at Jeff Ward Show you want to make comments on twitter or x or whatever it's called this week you could do so just get to the point please don't suck try to make the show better if you can that's at jeff ward show make sure you subscribe to the podcast we drop each afternoon the jeff ward show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts i suggest subscribing to the youtube channel as well even though i look like shrek uh check it out we drop that each afternoon also. That's the Jeff Ward show on YouTube. You know, on Mondays, I try to make sense of things by bringing the Jeff Ward dose of reality to a very weird football world. It's a world in which everybody is easily overreacting. So I call it overreaction versus reality. The reality would be mine, but I don't think it's that far off. So let's do this because it's a pretty meaningful weekend to say the least overreaction Malik Murphy Texas quarterback has won the starting quarterback job at Texas reality no not not based on his one and only start he has not won the job it's not his it was my opinion we can disagree about this it was a C plus start it was good enough no doubt but it was C plus range, probably. I was expecting more. So that's why you would say my grade is probably lower than others. I was expecting a lot more, honestly. Why not a higher grade, you would ask? Hey, they won. Their backup quarterback played his first game. They won. Because he was risky with the ball. I was I was expecting more. I was expecting actually I was expecting a lot more. So he was risky with the ball. He had two turnovers, and what I thought we were going to see with Malik Murphy, we didn't see happen, and that is he would set his feet and deliver and show off his arm, and I didn't see it. I'm not even sure where in the game I saw it. Oh, you can tell there's talent there. There's no doubt about it. I thought there would be even more showing itself. He threw off his back foot a lot, a lot. Um, balls would sail on him, Um, and oddly enough, this is a weird take on things, oddly enough, I think he and his coach were overconfident, I thought, Um, on his first 10 snaps. This is a guy that has not played a game. He threw eight times. He threw 11 passes in the first quarter. I thought it was too much. I was... Surprise. I mean, for a team that has such a good run game, you would think you would work the guy in, but his head coach went about it just the opposite of that. Now, it didn't backfire. The result was the result. And you know maybe maybe there was some psychology there. I can't say that it was wrong, but the psychology, I guess, would have been, hey kid, um, I'm gonna turn you loose, be fearless, and that's cool. I, I okay. Again, it didn't backfire, but but I there's a difference between being fearless and smart and being fearless and dumb, and there were some fearless mistakes in there. He was mostly fearless and smart, and then when the – it's not top-flight competition, let's be honest. Steve Sarkeesian came out throwing, and then opposite of what you think they would have done um, – he then turned to his ridiculously good run game and put the game away. So Malik Murphy can be better than what he was on Saturday against BYU. The game needs to slow down for him. Uh, it might. It might. To be fair to the kid, it was, his first, it was his first outing. I just didn't see the footwork. I didn't see the arm strength. It's really there. I don't know what happens next. What is interesting is what Steve Sarkeesian chose not to do. And that's play Arch Manning at all. At all. I do think that was smart. I think he was calculated and smart. And here's the reason why. The biggest game of the year is coming up against Kansas State. The biggest game of the year of a game not involving Oklahoma is against Kansas State. You're playing for your Final Four life. And if Quinn Ears is out... Malik Murphy needs all the confidence he can get and mucking up that confidence by playing Arch Manning would shake him, possibly. That's the psychology his head coach has to play. So I get that. And I think a lot of people would say, one, you wanted to see football royalty, but number two, you thought, man, doesn't this other guy need some reps? I don't know. I I think you run the risk of mucking things up if you did so I don't know I assume he plays Saturday I assume he goes the distance on Saturday and you might see a better player that one on Saturday was a C+ overreaction your Dallas Cowboys are doomed to a playoff existence only on the road everything will be on the road reality maybe not no probably not I'll say it that way don't laugh. Don't laugh. Dallas is 5 and 2. They've won, I think it's now 11 in a row at home. And the Cowboys and the Bengals were the best two teams playing yesterday. They were the best two teams all weekend. They beat anyone in the league on Sunday. I'm not saying you get that every week from Dallas. I think we know. There's a little bit of Buffalo in them, and that is one week you're going to see a spectacular football team, the next you're going to see a total flameout. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the NFL's that way. So I get why people wouldn't completely trust them, but Dallas scores 33 points in the first half. They were ridiculously good. Dak Prescott goes 25 of 31. If... If Joe Burrow wasn't, didn't have the best day of any quarterback yesterday, he did, next up would be Dak Prescott. If the playoffs started today, they'd be a five seed, and they would draw the Falcons, and they would win, obviously. But here's the thing to think about. This is the whole deal about I'm not sure. I think some people are now starting to realize maybe I'm not crazy. I'm not sure they are doomed to all road games in the playoffs everyone that's in front of them is in front of them. In other words, they get Philadelphia twice next week. They get Detroit in a month. So tell me who is better than they are in the NFC right now. You might say Philadelphia. I would accept if you said Philadelphia. And after that you say, go ahead. Who is it? So (laughs) everything is in front of them. And if they're healthy, you really bet against them? That's an Eagles team, by the way, that just survived Washington. Now, they keep surviving, and there's something about closing games and winning games, and, and there's something to that. I get it. I get it. You trust Philadelphia more than you trust Dallas, but that's got to be changing some. It can't be the free-falling San Francisco 49ers. They're not, you wouldn't say they're better than Dallas today. Your Cowboys are in the running to win their division and are very much in the mix For a top two seed. Two weeks ago had I said that. I think I did. You called me crazy. They bet. To just show you how things are working. They bet on a player from the USFL. An important player. They bet on a USFL kicker. And they got it right. You play great defense. And you kick well. You win. Got it? Works almost every single time. They got a field goal kicker. That's now 18 of 18. 18. You play great defense, you kick well, and you score 33-and-a-half, you dominate. Are you sure? Are you sure they're going to be a road team? I'm not. Overreaction. The Big 12 will have a spot in the Final Four. Nope. Reality. Nope. Right now, the Big 12 would get shut out. And right now, the Big 12 should. I don't know what the odds are, but you can feel it getting further and further away almost every single week. It's not necessarily Texas's fault. It's just everybody else is doing everything right. And every win by those ahead of Texas gets the Big 12 further and further away from playing in a Final Four. It's hard to see right now how the Big 12 gets a spot it's got to be really lucky a Kansas State win in Austin on Saturday which I don't think happens but in case you haven't paid attention on consecutive weeks Kansas State beat TCU 41-3 and beat a Houston team that took Texas to the rope 41-0 so a Kansas State win in Austin and the final four is out and it's a stretch for Oklahoma too So here's a weird question. Would the Big 12 commissioner, who has all but given pep talks to anyone playing Oklahoma or Texas, would the Big 12 commissioner not so privately cheer on Kansas State in Austin next weekend, even though it would mean his league gets shut out of the Final Four? I don't know if he'll say it publicly. I I don't know what, I mean, I guess he might think it privately, but... The guy's worst nightmare would be handing out a trophy to either Texas or Oklahoma in a rematch for the Big 12 championship. Upside is, if Kansas State were to beat Texas, the Big 12 would be out. That means Oklahoma or Texas wouldn't see the Final Four. Might, if Oklahoma screws around again, might not even get in. Think about this. A loss... By Texas against Kansas State, they might not see the Big 12 championship game. And another loss by an Oklahoma team that's falling to earth, they might not see the Big 12 championship game. That would be his dream, even though the Big 12 would get shut out. So he doesn't want to hand either one of them the trophy. But his nightmare is a Texas-Oklahoma rematch for the title. So is he begging for, privately or publicly, begging for a Kansas State win and then Texas gets nothing in its last year? The best chance for Oklahoma or Texas to get in is a Pac-12 dumpster fire. And that means in every week that goes by, that gets further away. But that would mean Washington has to lose. And here's the thing that I don't think Oklahoma or Texas fans have considered yet. A good argument can be made that Oregon might need to lose as well. And that's not happening. They're better than both Texas and Oklahoma right now. So that it's got to be a perfect storm for the Pac-12 because that's the direction Texas or Oklahoma, the Big 12, has to look. Because the SEC is going to get a spot, even with one loss, going to get a spot. Florida State's going to get a spot, and the Big 10 will clearly get a spot, and some would argue even two. So... I don't know anyone that takes Texas, other than fans and face painters, I don't know anyone right now that would take Texas in a Final Four over Washington and or Oregon. I don't see it. Overreaction. The Texans, the Houston Texans, have turned the corner. Reality. Um, excuse me, they just, just when some of us brag about the Texans, myself included, They suck. Just when you look up and go, you know what? They're getting it right for the first time in practically forever. They lost to the worst team in the NFL, and they lost to the worst team in football and scored 13 points in the process. I assume they get six wins. It's set up so they can get six wins. But I I don't know how you give Carolina – their only win. I don't know how that can be. You had everything going for you. And then you turn around and acted like the Texans. Overreaction. This happened a lot. Uh, the Bengals are dead. Finished. Forget them. No way. Reality. Um, after yesterday, I think you might say they are the second best team in the AFC North. And if Dallas wasn't the best team in the NFL yesterday, it was Cincinnati. Joe Burrow was ridiculous. He was ridiculous on the road against San Francisco. Um, They're doing exactly, the Bengals and Joe Burrow are doing exactly what they did a year ago. Okay? Um, Exactly what they've done the last couple of years. Start slow because he's hurt. And then when he gets healthy, and all you had to do is watch yesterday, he's running around like he's 19 or something. He gets healthy. He's the second best quarterback in the NFL Of the past three years. Yesterday he was the best quarterback in the league. So they're one of the better teams now. He was ridiculous. They beat San Francisco 31-17. He went something like (laughs) 28-32. I mean, when he gets dialed in, it's just its absurd. He has 283 yards and three touchdowns against the best defense not named the Dallas Cowboys. Bet against him, I dare you. Say they're dead, I dare you. Because they look just like they did a year ago, about this time of year. So, if I had to, if I had to list, I'm not looking at anyone else's list, but if I had to uh, pick out a, rank the best eight teams in the NFL as of today, right? I mean, stuff changes all the time. Remember, it's uh, you saw this with Dallas. Everybody talks about the mental part, and and you know, again, we overreact all the time on Mondays, but. The NFL is about being healthy and it's being rested. Take a look at that Dallas team after a week off. They were fresh. The best eight teams in the NFL as of today are Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Kansas City, Miami, Dallas. Yes, I think Dallas is there. Dallas, Cincinnati, And then eight is either San Francisco or Buffalo. I trust San Francisco slightly more, even though they are in free fall right now. Those are the best eight, I think, in order. The best eight college teams in order right now. You can take your pick of the top three. I mean, they're sort of interchangeable. But I'd go Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, Washington, Ohio State, Oregon, yeah, Oregon's better than Texas. Oregon, Texas, and then either Alabama or Ole Miss, doesn't matter. That's how I'd rank the eight, and that's in order, too. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. What to go, Smoker Voice. Uh, some of your tweets or X's or whatever we're supposed to call it this particular week. At Jeff Ward Show. Overreaction. Kansas City is fourth best... To win the AFC behind Baltimore, Miami, and Cincinnati. Uh, Reality, this wasn't mine. This was a tweet. What are you talking about? (laughs) How does I guess the football world just uh, people just don't quite follow Jacksonville. I just ranked them. I don't think yes, I think Kansas City is fourth. I don't know about the yeah, maybe even the AFC. He goes Philadelphia, Jacksonville. Hello, Baltimore, Kansas City, Miami, Dallas, Cincinnati. That's the, way I, that's the way I go. That's the way I see it. I'm not sure Jacksonville's not better than Philadelphia. Jacksonville is no worse than three in the entire NFL. They're no worse. I think they're the best team in the AFC, but they're no worse than two, maybe three, if you want to stretch it, in the AFC. So, and yeah, I mean, I in a couple of weeks, we had st- we might be saying Cincinnati. It looks that way again, which is kind of cool. At Jeff Ward Show, buy or sell? Huh. Working in all the cliches here today. UT will face Kansas in the Big 12 Useless Championship game, meaning OU has another loss in them. Yeah, I um, I don't know. What, what is a better bet? Here's one for all of you. What's a better bet right now? If you had to go up to a window or take out your phone, now you can't do in the state of Texas because thankfully taxpayers, voters, we are governed by very moral people at the Capitol. So thankfully these moral crusaders like Dan Patrick and of course the Gandhi of Republicans, Ken Paxton. So thankfully you aren't running the risk of placing a bet I could be I mean I feel immoral just even suggesting this but let's just play this out. If you had to go bet right now. Do you bet Oklahoma loses again or Texas runs the table? There's your bet. Not in Texas because we we don't do that stuff here. I mean, Ken Paxton thankfully. Have you ever noticed how at times you just even if you even if you don't see Gandhi in him, you feel Gandhi in him, don't you? Oklahoma loses again, or Texas runs the table. If you had to bet on one of those two things as facts, which one? I'm thinking Texas runs the table. That you know, Oklahoma is as good as the turnaround has been from the dumpster fire they were a year ago. They, um, they, they just, you can tell they're just not deep enough. They're just not. Uh, they reinvented their defense with players. It's, it's a little bit like it's a, it's a much better version of Colorado, but it's sort of the same thing, and that is you've just got a limited shelf life when you're not very deep. And so it's not all that surprising that they're, they're kind of, they're starting to become a mess again on defense because it just they don't have a lot of players yet. Colorado really doesn't have any. That's a whole other discussion now. Um, At Jeff Ward Show, overreaction. The 49ers and Chiefs season is over. Okay, yes. Yes, the Chiefs suck. It's all over, man. They suck. That tight end sucks. That quarterback's a goof. The coach is clueless. Taylor Swift wasn't there. Uh, The 49ers and Chiefs season is over. They're done. Free fall to the bottom. Dallas, on the other hand, going to the Super Bowl. Mumbling Mike will even quit mumbling. Uh, No. What do you think? If you had, here's another bet for you. And again, we don't do this in the state, okay? We don't. We're led by moral people. So they're never, never going to let you do something so immoral as gamble. So it's it's despicable that I'm even making this in the span of two and a half minutes, but I'm going to do it again. If you add to, here's another bet for you. I already threw one out there. You had bet Oklahoma loses again, or the safer bet is for Texas to run the table. I'm not sure either one are, are, are locks by any stretch. Would you take Dallas to make the Super Bowl or Cincinnati right now? The path for Dallas, I think, is easier then the path is going to be for Cincinnati. But if you had to make a pick between those two, right, these two really good teams, Dallas is it. Um, Dallas doesn't even have to go out and have lighted up for 33 points and a half. That's just like a bonus. That was a bonus. They win without that stuff. They kick and play defense. They can easily, as I've said many times, they will beat you 21-17 regularly. But when they're fresh and on fire, you know they go out and score thirty-three. If you had to bet, which one makes it all the way, Cincinnati or Dallas? Which one? I think money might go on, I think money might go to Dallas, but that's up to you. Um, there was a game yesterday that just made me happy. You know, it's in a weird way. It made me happy. It was so dysfunctional, and so <laughs> I couldn't stop. It just made me happy. It was so badly played. It was so horrific. The fans were out of control booing. It made me happy. Yeah, I like the fact that it was the dumpster fire of football games. So let me set this up. The game is never going to be good when your quarterback is named DeVito. That can't work out. It just can't. I'm not even sure I would hire someone to play quarterback named DeVito. DeVito is your quarterback. I've said before that some Cowboys games look like it's football in 1972, and they kind of like to play that way. That's the way they're structured, right? So there's football in 1972. Yesterday's New Jersey championship game between the Jets and the Giants – That wasn't football from 1972. When did Red Grange play? Is that the 20s or 30s? I don't even know. Their game, the New Jersey championship game, was football straight from 1940 or 36 or I don't know when. Not 72, this is 42. It was hilarious. It may be the worst offensive game of all time, and it made me happy. It just was such a train wreck. Are you ready for the stat line on yesterday's New Jersey championship game? The Jets and the (laughs) Giants. Remember DeVito's playing quarterback. The Jets and the Giants combined for 24 punts. I think the Giants had 14 or 15 punts. (laughs) Like the guy hit a dead shank in overtime and the crowd, the crowd again, this is what made me happy. The crowd was just psychotic. They were so disgusted. It's raining. They're in they're miserable. And it's the worst football anyone has ever seen. And so there they are, their quarterback DeVito, not Danny. Their poor punter who's dead tired, had fifteen punts, he hits a dead shank and they end up losing. The two teams combined for 24 punts. That's the most in an NFL game in 20 years. I can't believe there was another game that had that many punts, but okay. How about this? 24 punts. They went a combined four for 34 on third downs. (laughs) DeVito converted none. So let's talk about DeVito, not Danny. They had 11, between the two teams, 4-for-34 to 11.8% on third downs. The quarterback star of the game was Zach Wilson, which is never a good day. Zach Wilson went 17-for-36. He also led the Jets in rushing with four carries for 25 yards. (laughs) Okay? And then the good part. It was just... If you could hear the crowd, they were just so disgusted. The best part is Tommy DeVito, not Danny. Tommy DeVito was the Jets' Giants quarterback, all right? He's from New Jersey, too, so this is like he's playing in the state championship game. DeVito is. So DeVito, not Danny, was 0 for 4 in passing. This was in regulation. (laughs) Before overtime, because he really lit it up in overtime. They completed zero, zero passes, zero in regulation. He did, though, he caught fire in overtime. In fact, I remember cracking up at the sequence. So they go to overtime. They get a couple penalties, of course. So now everyone just says, man, come on, you've got to throw. They throw two consecutive swing passes for his only completions of the game. So here's the final stat line of DeVito, not Danny. Stat line, he had, was 0 for 4 in regulation. He completed two passes in overtime for one yard. He, he, fin- he finished the game. I'm sorry, minus one yard. He finished the game. Danny, to- I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito finished the game two for six for minus one yard. They got beat, by the way. Uh, they got beat on a field goal. What was the final? 13 to 10. I don't even know how the Giants got ten. I really don't know. He was two for six for minus one yard passing. I think he carried the ball, I don't know, a couple times for six yards or something like that. Um it I know, I don't know how it can make me so happy, but it really that final five minutes of the quarter. And the overtime period was so bad it made me happy. It is. Go back and look at the stat line for uh, the second half and Tommy, not Danny DeVito, and take a look at it. The only passes he tried to throw, I think the ball only went two yards past the line of scrimmage. That's as far as they threw it. Of course, then they got pushed back, and so we ended up with two completions for minus one yard. All right, 5 one 2 834-1027 on Twitter or X or whatever we call it. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. You know, if you say that you had the Broncos to beat the Chiefs yesterday you're on crack okay you're a liar and you're on crack the Broncos beat the Chiefs and in the process have you seen the clip of what happened at the end of the game there's no way anyone in promotions for the Denver Broncos there's no way they had this plan. I mean, I, I'm not, I, yeah, I mean, maybe some teams, but they suck, right? They're a mess. They're the team that gave up 800 yards in a game. So they're playing the Chiefs and they beat them. And, you know, they, they did it the right way. They defended really, really well against Kansas City and, and Mr. Swift. But at the end of the game, guess what they bust out with? Whatever the name of the song is. No, I don't know. And if you're an adult male, you shouldn't know either. Yeah, at the end of the game, they started playing this song, which is pretty funny. I mean, I'd love to hear how that went down. Hey, Bob, we're going to win. No way. Huh. Hey, call your, your daughter. Tell your daughter to dig up some songs for us right now. Let's start playing some Taylor Swift. They had to make this up on the fly. There's no way they had this plan that when we win, when we beat the Chiefs, you know, the team that gave up 800 yards in offense, we're going to beat the Chiefs and Mr. Swift. When we beat them, we're going to be ready for the Taylor Swift, whatever, what is the name of this song? Shake It Up. Oh, yeah, this is the one my daughter gets mad at me. I get wrong all the time. I kept saying, shake it up. She finally just gave up. So they played this at the end of the game yesterday. I only even know this song because of Sing, which I thought was fantastic. Animated. You have to know kids' movies. I thought Sing was fantastic. And Sing, this is the song the pig did. The pig was Reese Witherspoon. can't remember what the, the other pig was. The German guy. I thought Sing was fantastic. But either way at the end of the at the end of the game they busted out with a song which is I mean come on cut them some slack they're terrible and they just beat the Chiefs and she was not there and I guess she's not gonna be there for a while doesn't she go on tour um, South America soon what if why doesn't he quit and go with her coach I'm out man the missus and I are gonna travel South America and I'm just gonna be like a stage hand. I tweeted this earlier. You know, this is. Uh, the Oilers uniforms. Okay, so guess what happened yesterday? I tweeted out, let's see, what was my tweet? The only team, what did I say? The team that should be wearing the Oilers uniforms is the only team not wearing the Oilers uniforms, hint Texans, because. Everybody else yesterday was wearing the Oilers uniforms, the throwback uniforms, the original Oilers uniforms. The Titans wear the Oilers uniforms yesterday. They won. See, Texans, look, you didn't wear it and you lost to Jacksonville. Guess who else wore the Oilers uniforms is in trouble. What were you thinking? University of Houston decided to, oh, I don't know, let's just wear the Oilers uniforms. And they did. And guess what happened? They got a cease and desist letter from the NFL. Everybody, the only, like I said, the only team, the team that should be wearing the Oilers uniforms is the only team not wearing the Oilers uniforms, and that would be the Texans. So it was reported today that the NFL has sent a cease-and-desist letter to the University of Houston due to uniforms the football team wore. I'm not even sure when they wore these. They didn't wear them against Texas a couple weeks ago. So the NFL's merchandising and licensing division came after them, and they don't mess around. Okay, They take that stuff pretty seriously. Um, I think this is kind of ridiculous and harsh, but they came after Houston. They were wearing these... Uh, they, they weren't... They were the oiler colors. They wore the light blue uniforms. I think they wore these like a month ago or so. And they did this as a tribute to well, whatever, the Oilers, of course. And <laughs> the NFL has come after them. The NFL says in the letter... Houston needs to discontinue all sales of merchandise and remove any promotional campaign or social media posts that feature the popular light blue or Columbia blue with red stripes, color scheme, and design. Now, remember, they have their own logo on it. It's just the color scheme the NFL is coming after them for. Think about this. Who should have more access? Who should have access to the Oilers uniforms more? The University of Houston... Or the Tennessee Titans. Because the Texans, of course, aren't going to wear them. So how dare they? The team in Houston doesn't wear the Oilers uniforms. They're on the road. They're wearing, they lose to Carolina, scoring 10 points or something. But the Titans beat, who did they beat yesterday? The quarterback had four touchdown passes. Um, They're busting out the Oilers uniforms yesterday. And so the NFL comes after Houston For wearing even the right color, even the same color scheme, which is just ridiculous. I think this whole thing is the most upside down promotion that I can think of. It really is. How the Houston Texans, how even somebody in the NFL office didn't say, no, 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 no. I think wouldn't, would they sell better if the team in Houston was actually wearing them? Or will the the throwback stuff sell better if a team in Tennessee is wearing them? There's the real question. Because that's what they're calculating here. Would they sell more if the Texans, you know, the team that should be wearing the Oilers uniforms, were actually wearing them? Or, step further, would they sell more of this stuff if the Houston Cougars and the Texans wore Oiler's throwback uniforms instead of the Tennessee Titans? Either way, uh, the University of Houston has now been threatened with a lawsuit for, for the color scheme, which is perfect for the NFL. How this thing ended up here is, it's just bizarre to me. Why in the hell were they wearing those, the Titans, yesterday? Other than the fact that the NFL merchandising office said, it's time to sell. We're getting close. We're getting close to the holidays, right? That's when you get all the throwback stuff. We're getting close to the holidays, so we got to bust out the best throwback stuff we can. That's probably why they did it. And the fact that it was not the Texans is, is absurd. Now, amazing thing about NFL merchandise it is a, it's still under the NFL umbrella, but it's run as a completely separate company. And it really got its legs a few years ago when they figured out, again, being brilliant, they thought, why don't we just, we don't need to sell jerseys to a bunch of dudes. We need to share, sell onesies and stuff like that. So then the person that, it, that was directing merchandising for the NFL was running MTV, and so I'm sure somebody smart enough in the NFL office said, you know what? You need to market to females for us so we can sell some stuff. The dudes will buy it. We need to find a way to sell to a different audience. We're going to run a completely separate business. And of course, the rest is history. And they're going to sell the order stuff like crazy. It will be, I think it'll be the coolest throwback in years. And they haven't even changed it. There they were. The, tennis, the team in Tennessee lighting up somebody yesterday by wearing order uniforms. All right, phone number is 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. On Twitter, at Jeff Ward Show. Dayball, that's the head coach of the team in New York, the Giants. Dayball is this year's Eric Mangini. Giants were fools o gold um saquon was supposed to fix things they would have been better off not making the playoffs last year Uh, jones wouldn't be there and they could tank this year well if you watched them play yesterday it was it seriously was the worst football performance i've ever seen by by professionals by professionals a pop warner game has the better forward pass than yesterday two of six for minus, minus one yard. 24 punts in a game. I don't know how the Giants ended up this bad. I really don't. Um, I guess that goes to show you when you bet the house on a quarterback and you get it completely wrong, you're, you're, you're just trash. You're doomed. At Jeff Hort Show. When the Tater Swift stuff started, didn't she request they not play her music in the stadium? I could be wrong. I don't know, did they? Um, yeah, I, well she wasn't in she wasn't in Denver, so are they going to get a cease and desist letter? I don't think the Broncos care. I don't think they anticipate winning another game like that. so I don't know I don't know if she's request she probably did request that. They didn't care. They busted out with it late, <laughs> right as the gun sounded, they were ready to go. And I I think that had to come up. And I'd love to hear the promotional team on when that idea came to them. I'm going to bet with about 30 seconds left in the game, somebody said, oh, my gosh, we're going to win. Call up your wife and daughter and get some Taylor Swift tunes. Well, let's just do it. Um, I don't know. I'm sure legal team Taylor Swift might send them a letter. Don't do it again if you beat the Chiefs again. What if she said only at Kansas City games can you play my music? And only when we win. We. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before. Uh, at Jeff Ward Show, I see now that can't that OU doesn't play K-State this season. So the OK State mullets is the only team that has a real chance to upset Oklahoma. I don't know what they have left, um, but they're limping home. I don't think they'll get in. I, I've already said it, I don't think the Big 12 gets in the Final Four. I don't. Um, I mean, a lot of bad stuff has got to happen to the Pac-12. And, you know, even if Washington were to lose, I think the risk that Oklahoma and Texas have, and I don't think it's the wrong decision, I think see it, but if they were to lose, Oregon's too good. I think Oregon would get, get that spot ahead of the Big 12. And I think, to be honest, because of the tough league and the tough schedule, I think it'd be the right call. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.